907 at WPTF Radio AM 680 and FM at 98.5. This is the Tom Kearney Show on a Monday night, and it's February the 1st in the year 2021. It's hard to believe we're already a month deep in 2021, but indeed we are here tonight. And uh, we're tonight we're going to do a program that sort of overlaps with what we're going to do tomorrow night. Uh, we try to... You know, when I say we, I'm speaking corporately, it's really Tom. What I try to do each week is to have at least one program that's kind of an open phone program where people can call in, and uh, I usually try to determine some subject that would be interesting to talk about because, well, therapeutically speaking, one of the things we need to do in this situation where we're about halfway locked down and can't really get out and don't get to see many people, at least I know this is true for me, we need somebody to talk to. And uh, if nothing else, uh, you can come to Tom Kearney's show on WPTF and talk to us in the nighttime here. And so that's what's going to be there tonight. Uh, I've given the name, these programs the name of nostalgia because often the topics that I choose are reflective of something that I have been thinking about and perhaps you have been thinking about in terms of uh, something in the past, something that, that has happened, something that you'd like to come back. Actually, I think the program director several years ago suggested this because we were talking about telephones one day, and he was uh, saying, you know, you ought to talk about what the telephones were like when you were young because when I when I lived with my grandfather when I was small, we had a telephone, but it was not anything like a uh, an iPhone or anything like that. In fact, it was not anything like any phone that most people have seen because it was uh, from the vintage before the dialing of telephones, or the way you got somebody, uh, if you wanted to call up somebody, as you found out what their number was, and then you went and picked up the phone. There was no dial on it, and uh, when you did, an operator down at the telephone office would say, number please, and you would give them the number that you wanted to call. And often, I think we were on a party line, which meant that we were not the only people on that line, and uh, we got one long ring and two shorts, and somebody else got two shorts, and somebody else got one long and or two longs or whatever, and that's how it was determined who answered the telephone. That was in sort of the almost the infancy of telephones. Well, anyway, we've I've applied that idea of looking into the past to a, a number of other things, and some of them we've repeated over the years because we've been doing this particular thing, the, the nostalgia thing for about seven or eight years now. And tonight what I want to do is to uh, see if I can inveigle you to call, uh, not keep, keep you from being reticent. You get our number and you call and, and talk about uh, your uh, some of your favorite songs. Uh, I'm hoping that we'll get some moldy oldies uh, from, from, in the, from the past because our program tomorrow night is going to be a, something we've done for, oh, a probably 20, 25 years. I'm a big fan of Buddy Holly, and I think he uh, he was from the, the age of the early days of rock and roll, but he made a great contribution to rock and roll and does not, in fact, get credit for it. And we can, we can highlight uh, a turning point in the history of early rock and roll uh, on the first week of February, 61 years ago, uh, no, no longer than that. Let's see what well, we've got. Sixty, probably sixty-two years. I'm gonna have to do some math here. But anyway, uh, we go back to February second slash third because it happened overnight, like the plane crash we talked about last week. It happened in the middle of the night, so 
it's partly in one day and partly in the other day, but on the night of February 2nd into the morning of February 3rd, 1959, that is what is usually labeled as the, the day the music died. And it is, in fact, the day that, uh, or the night time, that Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. Richardson, otherwise known as the Big Bopper, were killed in a plane crash in Iowa. And uh, the rock and roll genre was not as prevalent then as it was now. It is now. Uh, this was in 1959, and there are those who say that you get you get an identifiable version of rock and roll in, say, 1955-56, when Bill Haley and the Comets did Rock Around the Clock. And uh, there are other arguments that the word rock and the word roll uh, were in the general language and appear a little bit earlier, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But in any event, it was it was new, but it had a particular place in the culture of America. This, this will inevitably turn into a, a history lesson. Maybe we can come up with the 50-cent 50, 50 version of the history lesson, and that is uh, prior to World War II in the United States, there really wasn't uh, what we would now call the teen culture or the young people's culture, the thing that's sometimes identified as boomers or Gen X or Gen Y or whatever. Uh, they, the people who were younger were just, uh, well, they were, they were children. They were on their way to becoming adults. They were younger adults. Uh, there was, uh, like the, the Oldsmobile commercial, uh, you might think there was your, your mother's music and, and, and your daddy's music and then your music. Well, all the music was the same then, and, and with the end of World War II and some changes that were going on in the culture, you get a thing that kind of breaks off and becomes rock and roll, and that's kind of a youth culture thing. And when uh, Buddy Holly and Richie Valens and the Big Bopper were killed, they were an important uh, part of a, of a relatively small culture, but what was becoming an important culture and as you would read the history of the last 60 years, a more and more important culture as, as time went along. Uh, so there was a lot of uh, uh, independence in this. Uh, James Dean was, the, in the movies, the rebel without a cause. There was the, the effort to for one to identify oneself. There were more and more young people going to college because of... Uh, the programs of the government after World War II to educate veterans, like the GI Bill, and uh, where before the war, uh, ten people would have gone to college, uh, three people would have gone to college out of every ten. After the war, it was more like seven or eight, and uh, um, and and that has remained so. So there is there's a whole culture. But if you had said to me, why would do you identify? What is the significance of? Uh, the death of these three um, rock and roll stars, and that is they are they're leaders in an early version of the rock and roll culture. And indeed, uh, the other people that we would we would name that are part of that culture, well, we'll, we'll have to go back into the 40s. Um, I don't believe rock and roll started with Bill Haley in the comments. In fact, Bill Haley was almost like a country group, but he, he uh, picked up... Uh, the song, and, and he gets some credit for the beginnings of rock and roll. But in America, I think the, the people that you are looking for appear in the late 40s and into the beginning of the 50s, and you have to think of people like 
uh, Richard Penniman, otherwise known as Little Richard and Fats Domino, and ultimately Elvis Presley, and uh, and and other people, and Ike Turner, for instance, uh, Ike and Tina Turner, and uh, Johnny Ace, uh, uh, a rhythm and blues singer. Uh, American rock and roll comes out of uh, rhythm and blues, a little bit of country music, a little bit of, uh, of uh, black music, or what they called race music. Elvis Presley, his contribution was to bring all of these things together. He was what they were looking for. Uh, Sam Phillips, the founder of Sun Records, said he was a white boy that sang like a black boy. And so there, there was the beginning of something that could be identified as uh, rock and roll and, uh, and, and would gradually mutate into the kind of music with infusions from from folk music. Uh, folk music was probably along with the, with the, the uh, your mother's music uh, uh, in the period from the end of the war until the beginning of rock and roll in the early 50s. Uh, was already there. There was a time that uh, Pete, Pete Seeger and the Weavers and people like that were popular. Uh, Pearl Ives, for instance. Uh, one of the first songs that I ever learned was On Top of Old Smokey. And some of our older listeners would remember that. If you remember that, give us a call. And in fact, what I want you to do is to give us a call and tell, tell me what you remembered. And if you had a favorite song, what your favorite song was, I'll tell you what mine was. But uh, that does not account for my favorite group. And I'm going to tell you that after we take a break here on WPTF. Our telephone number, if you want to join and be a part of this conversation, and you can help us to decide uh, what uh, road it's going to go down, what, what avenue it's going to take. But we want to talk a little bit about rock and roll and the culture that it created that was a part of what was behind Buddy Holly. And that will be the past of 1959, the day the music died. And what we'll talk about tomorrow night is the segue from from that across the date that the music died and the contributions and the legacy that Buddy Holly and, to some extent, the crickets. When you think about the crickets, you always have to think about groups that have the names like Bugs, for instance. There was this group called the Beatles. We'll talk more right after this. It's Monday night. I forgot to tell you when I came on tonight that I'm Tom Kearney, and I'm here every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 to 10, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio, and we try to introduce a subject that we think would be interesting to listen to or to talk about, sometimes one, sometimes the other, and tonight's a combination of talking about and listening to, because you're invited to be the guest. Tomorrow night, we're going to talk about the day the music died, February 2nd, slash 3, 1959. But in the meantime, we've invited you to join us and, and be a part of the dialogue, be a part of the conversation, uh, and help us find our way through the woods. Our number is 919-860-9783, 860-WPTF. And a member of our radio family, Todd, is on the line. Todd, good evening. You're on WPTF. Good evening to you, Tom. How are you? I'm, I'm okay, Todd. Uh, we haven't had a whole lot of snow. I keep thinking about those people in New York and in Pennsylvania and I feel very lucky that we just had a little bit of a dusting, uh, and uh, but I, I can hardly wait for it to be March and the threat to be gone. So, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel one of these. If I figure if we're going to get a good snow, 
I'd like to get probably about maybe three to four inches of just like the pure, you know, fluffy snow and everything without the ice. That way it just, it comes around, it's very pretty, but then it's uh, gone just as fast as it came. Now, tell me, so we, we won't get too far off here because, but I, I'm inclined to wonder if you sometimes are aware, have you ever made any snow cream? Uh, I've never made it myself. I know uh, members of my family have made it, not had it, but I've never tried it myself. You, your mother or your grandmother probably tried Yeah, my mom did, it. and also my uh, uh, one of my sisters-in-law has made it for me, So, uh, and also uh, my niece. Yeah, I know my grandmother used to make it when I was a, a wee tyke. Well, what about you in the in the early history of rock and roll? And uh, I'm, I'm really working this into the background to sort of locate, uh, 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 oh, what's his name now? The guy, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a senior moment here, Buddy Holly. Uh, it's all in there, but it's it was sometimes my brain these days, uh, it's like a whack-a-mole, if you know what I mean. It pops up out of the wrong hole. But but uh, where, do, where do you fit into this? What do you want to talk about? Well, I'll try to make this quick. I mean, I, you and I could probably do a whole show together about older music oh, and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Um, one song that I've become particularly fond of, now this is by an English female duo, and it came out in the fall of 1963, uh, Ruined not too long before the assassination of President Kennedy. Uh, the name of the song is You Don't Have to Be a Baby to Cry by the Caravels. And I heard, I heard this song for the first time for about 10 or 11 years ago, and I just instantly fell in love with it. It's just, it's just a very nice song. Uh, I know it's a cover uh, of a country song back from probably around that same time. I don't remember who the artist was that originally did it. But... Uh, I, I would recommend to anybody that uh, uh, probably go on YouTube or wherever. Or, of course, you can find it on iTunes if you've got a, uh, an account there and find the song and download it. You know, it's just it's just a tremendous song. It's, it's hard for me really to describe it. It just it just makes you feel good. It's got that finger popping, you, you know, easy shuffle rhythm and everything. Okay, so do I understand that the caravels are two females? And they're British, that's what you're saying. Exactly, yeah. They were, okay. yeah, like I said, they had their, uh, I think they got probably into the top, probably top 20 or maybe close to the top 10, probably sometime in the late 63, maybe early 64, you know, before the Beatles, you know, made their impact over here. So, uh, um, yeah, like I said, just, uh, it's, it's a fantastic song. And uh, like I said, maybe one of these times that uh, you're having your, Music trivia night. You can dig that one out of the uh, the vault and well, I'll uh, check play it out once the program's over tonight and see what it's like. Okay, well that sounds that sounds good. Okay, well take care and the caravels and you don't have to be a baby to cry. I'm there's a couple of other ones that I'm trying to think of. There were there's a to use a fancy word a plethora of, of female singers uh, like you had not had before in the period right after 1960, and that's when you had uh, 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 a lot of Skeeter Davis. It's, it's one person I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, Connie Francis. Connie Francis, little, little uh, Peggy March. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, what is it? It's lipstick on your collar. Who was it that did that? Uh, 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 wasn't that Connie? Yeah, it actually it was Connie Francis. It was Connie Francis. I'm saying, okay, I'm trying to think, trying to get the woman who... Uh, Okay, it's kind of there's, there's somebody else I'm thinking of, but I, 
I've got, I've had, I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I couldn't go to sleep, so I was watching one of those things that Tom Life does. I don't know if you're familiar with them, where they're selling oh, sure. records and they have little cuts of about, well, you can watch a half hour and hear about 40 songs, you know, and, uh, and I, I, I had my eyes closed part of the time because truly I wanted to go back to sleep, but I turned the telephone, television on to sort of distract me and, and that's that's why. But I'm trying to think of who did that song. But anyway, yes. And there were a lot. And and also that's about the time that the the folk singing people came back. They had always had been there and had gone away, and had come back. You know, Pete Seeger and the Weavers and people like that. Right. We were going to end up with Glenn Yarbrough and the Kingston Trio were the people that, that reopened the door. You know. They oh came, yeah, the new Christy Minstrels. The new Christy Minstrels, exactly. The people like that, uh, Chad and Jeremy. Uh, and uh, uh, Glenn Yarborough, and uh, uh, all, uh, there were all kinds of, of, of uh, uh, limbs that went off the rock and roll tree. I think uh, I can remember. I think it was somebody like Time Magazine had a tree on the front of it for their cover one time, and, and they labeled all the, the the splits that the different genres of music had made, and, and they were a lot more avenues, a lot more identifiable things. Kind of like radio stations now, you say, what kind of format does a station have? And they say progressive rock. I'll have to admit, I'm in the business, so I'm not real sure, real sure what that is, you know. Some radio person would have to tell me. But anyway, we need to, to slip slide away now, so uh, you uh, you try to, stay, try to stay dry, okay? You too, and it's always good talking to you, Tom. Likewise, thank you for joining us tonight and being our seed caller. All right, thank you. Todd is uh, uh, high-ranking because he shows up regularly, and I'm, I'm just pulling this back. Uh, member of our radio family, and he uh, is given to making good contributions to the different programs when we, we have a floating subject out there, and we expect to, you folks in the audience to be the, the guest, as you are tonight. To, tomorrow night, uh, I'll be the guest because I'm going to do a meditation on the career of of Buddy Holly, but uh, later this week, Bobby Dunn will be the guest. He is with Triangle Car Care, and we're going to talk about automobiles on Wednesday night, and Dr. Ed Funkhauser will be our guest on uh, Thursday night with the, an update, uh, the first update for the year 2021 on our uh, list of those people who have passed away during the year but deserve to be remembered, and we surely do have a whole bunch because uh, just last week, a number of celebrities passed away, and so Ed and I will be talking about those, and we hope you will join us on Thursday night. And, of course, Friday night will be the usual, usual trivia night. Right now our clock has moved around to 9.30, and time for our check of the news. 9.33 WPTF Radio. Tom Kearney here with the second half hour of tonight's uh, hour of the Tom Kearney Show. Uh, we're here, as I said earlier, uh, every night, Monday through Friday, and we try to have a potpourri of things so that perhaps if you don't like it one night, you might like it the next night, or you could just stay tuned in, and sometimes it turns out that you did like it after all. Tonight is a nostalgia night on this February 1st uh, when we're reflecting uh, on something from our past, and I uh, was thinking today what would be a good thing to talk about tonight, and Often what I end up with is what I was naturally reflecting on and, and, and doing a memory tour of. And, and today it was uh, the early days of, uh, uh, of my life when I uh, was uh, uh, listening to the radio and went from listening to my mother's 
radio and my mother's music to the beginnings of rock and roll. And it, it, it plays a little bit of a part in what we're going to talk about tomorrow night, and there's a little overlap between tonight's program and uh, and this is indeed why I was thinking about the early days of music and my favorite songs, because tomorrow night we're going to talk about the day the music died, which is February 2nd, February 3rd, 1959, and the death of Buddy Holly, who had a great, uh, was very popular. Yes, you can play his records now, many of them. They've been covered by everybody from the Rolling Stones to uh, Linda Ronstadt. Uh, they uh, uh, are still very listenable. Uh, and uh, in fact, we'll probably have to get John to play That'll Be the Day or, or uh, Peggy Sue or something tonight. Uh, True Love Ways, John, that would be a good one. In uh, the, the very short career of Buddy Holly, because he, was, he had a career that lasted uh, just maybe a little over two years. But he had a great influence in because he introduced uh, the, the the form of uh, the band that would be popular by a lot of groups, including the Beatles. And that is, uh, Buddy Holly and the Crickets had a couple of guitars, a stand-up bass, and uh, a drum set. And uh, and that they, Holly was well known. I in fact I've seen an interview recently with Keith Richards where he talked about the the, the contributions of Buddy Holly, and that he. He, he was the complete package in, in his short career and that he wrote his songs. He wrote them, he produced them, and he even performed them. Uh, for instance, Elvis Presley mostly just performed songs and many other artists that were popular at the time uh, performed and other people wrote the songs. But the, the Buddy Holly group, his influence was uh, that and it extended into uh, the creation of the Beatles. Uh, Paul McCartney, I heard an interview with him one time and he said that most influential people on um, the, the Beatles from America were uh, uh, Chuck, Chuck Berry and, and Buddy Holly. And in England, uh, uh, the, the, the uh, groups uh, that were uh, popular in, in uh, Liverpool at the time that he and John Lennon were beginning to create the sound that would become the Beatles sound. One of the first tapes that they have identified of a rehearsal uh, of the of the what would become the Beatles, a group called the Quarrymen, is uh, a song called "That'll Be the Day," which was a Buddy Holly song. And uh, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, that uh, Paul McCartney owns the the Beatles, uh, not the Beatles. He, of course, he he's invested in the Beatles, but owns the, the Buddy Holly and the Cricket songbook now and has been a big promoter of Buddy Holly Day, which I think is around the time of Holly's birthday, which is in the first week of September each year. But uh, that would suggest the kind of influence that, uh, that uh, Holly, and, and as I said, uh, a lot of his songs have been covered uh, uh, by, uh, well, I know uh, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones covered Not Fade Away, and... Uh, uh, a lot of songs, his songs have been covered. So, although he only performed uh, live, was alive to perform for only a couple of years, uh, his influence has has been extended so much so that um, when the when the writer came to write the song "American Pie," it begins with uh, uh, the uh, the the day that the music died. 
and it is a kind of a tribute to the music when the music died. I have invited you to take part in this discussion, rather like if you were listening that uh, that Todd did, and if you uh, have a memory of a lot of these lines, what we could we could phrase it like this: What is your favorite song? Is it identifiable? I found that there are kind of two groups that listen to our program, and one of them is a group that uh, just listens to music, and others. Uh, identified songs and think about the, the ones. They're the ones that they want to buy. The, the, the in the in the early days, the the forty five of or later the uh, the uh, thirty three and a third album or the CD or or would now download onto a, an iPhone or something like that. But what is your favorite song? Now, for instance, my favorite song of all single song is Ray Charles's version of. I Can't Stop Loving You, which came out in 1962. And, and there is one of those, those places that the lines that come together to, to form a rock and roll uh, make a big leap because the songs, uh, Ray Charles made an album of country songs uh, adapted to be kind of for the rock and roll milieu. And uh, I Can't uh, Stop Loving You was one of the songs on that record that came out in 1962. There was a, a rockabilly influence in, in rock and roll, just as there was an R&B influence, just as, like, as there was a country, just as there was a gospel. And sometimes you really can't tell uh, which is which unless you can identify a particular something that makes it a country song or uh, that has a country rendition of something. So in any event, uh, but my favorite group, my favorite album, and I've never really had much of a chance to, to play these people, but I can never get enough of a group called The Platters, which were popular in, in particularly in the 50s, uh, between, I think they made their first hit that really charted high, a song called Only You, about 1955, and by 1960, if you're a purist, The Platters sort of didn't exist anymore because they depended uh, a lot on uh, their lead singer, whose name was Tony Williams. And it was uh, the lead singer, three other guys, and a, and a, and a female who basically were doing doo-wops in the background. And I'm sure that was part of what, what broke them up. Tony Williams wanted to go out on his own, and he did. There have been groups. He was re he was replaced by, uh, I think the, the guy that replaced him was named Sonny Turner. Some of you probably could tell me that. And, I'm willing to bet there are people in our audience who like songs like uh, Red Sails in the Sunset and Harbor Lights and other songs that were done by the reformed uh, platters. But in any event, uh, if, if you'll be willing to come and, and talk in dialogue about the songs that you thought were popular, and perhaps we can talk about where they came from and why, you, why they were popular, because there is a, a kind of dance of, an in and out of going on between uh, rock and roll uh, and uh, country music and other forms of popular music. And a lot of the early songs that were turned into rock and roll songs were classical hits, classical songs. I don't know if it's proper, proper to speak of hits, but I know there was, I have no idea the, the name of the group, and I've never been able to find this song again, but there was a version of Old Man River uh, that sort of went like Bob Bob rolling along. And uh, that was turned into a popular song. And a lot of songs that were your mother's music became 
rock and roll and teenage music, and that is what has had such a great thrust and such a, a large amount of uh, uh, influence in the world of popular music uh, uh, over, over the years. So if you uh, want to join us, the number is 919-860-9783. 919-860 WPTF because that's why 9783 works out to be is WPTF. Uh, John, do we have any callers on the line? Is anyone taking our offer and wants to come in our door? No calls at this time, Tom. No, no calls at this time. Okay, uh, so we shall endeavor to carry on in the conversation. But uh, you are uh, uh, the, the audience, and this is an open phone night. And if you have uh, a comment to make, uh, if you do nothing else, you can tell us what your favorite song was, and maybe we can discuss uh, where where the, the particular song came from and what you liked about it. I know that sounds a little bit like some version of the uh, Dick Clark's uh, bandstand, American bandstand, uh, with the inevitable rating of the, the, the records. If you, if you watch that, that program very much, and it came on, I think, from Philadelphia in 1957, and... Uh, stayed on for all 15 years probably, there would be a, a rating of the record and inevitably one of the comments would be, well, it has a nice beat or uh, you can dance to it or whatever, something like that. But in any event, uh, what was your favorite song? I've said that uh, I liked uh, Ray Charles. I like most of Ray Charles' songs, but I particularly like I Can't Stop Loving You. And I liked almost anything by the traditional classic Platters, the first platters, only you, uh, heaven on earth, remember when, twilight time, smoke gets in your eyes, the great pretender. John, why don't you find the platters and play one of those as a bumper piece coming out of the next break, uh, which will be coming up here on in just a moment. Uh, uh, Tom Kearney here uh, on WPTF. Uh, we will be... Uh, talking about Buddy Holly and uh, Richie Valance and uh, T.P. Richardson, who was a disc jockey, but he had chosen to put out a song, and it had, it had done well on the charts called Chantilly Lace. And anyway, it's, it's a kind of a, a fun song. But they, they were the three that were killed and have been memorialized as uh, their death, the day of their death, as the day the music died. And we will commemorate that with a meditation tomorrow night on that uh, uh, occasion. Uh, Wednesday night, Bobby Dunn of Triangle Car Care will be here to talk about maintaining automobiles, your automobile, for instance. Uh, Thursday night, Dr. Edward Funkhauser, who is the keeper of the role uh, in uh, uh, necrology list. A necrology, that's an old Greek word, that is a list of those who have died but deserve to be remembered. And we've had a number since the first of the year of celebrities uh, Cicely Tyson, for instance, and Cloris Leachman both died last at the end of last week. And we've had Hank Heron, I think, passed away, and Larry King, and people like that. And uh, we're going to uh, have a list of those that Ed has compiled since the first of the year, and that will be on Thursday night. And on Friday night, we'll have Friday night trivia. Right now, it's 9.45 at WPTF on the Tom Kearney Show for February 1st. We'll be back. Tom Kearney, and I'm going to visit our friends at uh, King's Auto Service, uh, 1039 Northwest Street. When you're servicing your car, and that's uh, what we're going to be talking about uh, on the radio uh, on Wednesday night, you need to know the cycle of service. Your cycle of service 
begins the month that you buy your car, that cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they'll schedule your service if you visit them and your service intervals based on that cycle. For some using synthetic oil, for instance, or driving fewer miles, you may go months past the normal service time, and indeed that's the case with Tom Kearney's car. Uh, you, what you will need is to have your car scheduled more appropriately to the to the needs of the amount of miles that are, are being driven. If you go uh, during the service, they will uh, check your wipers, uh, your belts, uh, your tires, and your transmission fluid levels. For those who currently are driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's will be able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would be able to charge to replace it. This happens usually, the need to replace it, at about 150,000 miles. Call King's Auto tomorrow to schedule a courtesy checkup and analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube and a state inspection station are there at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most uh, reliable auto service since 1946. God, we can fade that out now. I just thought we would past a little bit of the platters and the Tony Williams platters, the original group, uh, uh, under the, the ears of our listeners. Uh, uh, whenever I hear the platters, I just always want to hear more. The first uh, record I ever bought, the first album, and the first CD I bought in that order were the, the uh, a, a platter song, I think it was Only You, or it may have been Twilight Time, but when I bought the single and then the best of the platters, the, the the vinyl, and then the best of the platters on the CD. And uh, I commend them to you. We do, do not hear about it very much because you have to get back to the 1950s. But you can hear them on, uh, I think, WPTK, 850, which is our sister station. And that's uh, one of the stations uh, when uh, when I drive sometime and drive a distance and I want to hear some music, I listen and I play the little name that song game that we play on our trivia show sometimes on Friday night. The The topic of tonight's nostalgia program was uh, sort of the history of rock and roll and uh, the location of the day the music died in it because uh, what we call rock and roll did not exist at the end of World War II. We were listening to uh, Les Paul and Mary Ford and, and the Weavers and... Uh, 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 well, Tony Bennett and people like that. Tony Bennett, uh, I've heard today, was not well these days, but he's still still able to sing. And uh, one of my favorite songs, perhaps I'm second or third on my list, is I Left My Heart in San Francisco. But the, the music that you heard on the radio was uh, uh, the Teresa Brewer and uh, uh, Pat Boone and the music of, of your parents. Uh, somewhere in there, Gradually, in the southern part of the United States, they, uh, they managed to mix in Hank Williams, and Hank Williams for, was for country music, sort of what Elvis Presley was for uh, 
and Buddy Holly, maybe, for rock and roll. And the genre that we now call rock and roll gradually split off, and it was a combination of uh, of uh, regular uh, pop music, uh, uh, country music, sometimes songs were labeled rockabilly, uh, Buddy Knox, for instance, had a song called Party Doll that was definitely rocky, rockabilly, if you remember hearing it in the early days. What I was especially did was to bring together these influences, also rhythm and blues, and uh, and uh, became, as I said earlier, what they were looking for, a person who, who had all the, the, the energy of those different kinds of music. And, and it's a fact that one of the things that Elvis Presley did in his later career was uh, drift back over to where he had started to run out of singing, and that is to gospel music. The only Grammys he ever won, were, in fact, were for gospel music. Of course, it was a, it was a different thing in, in those particular days. But uh, uh, but uh, I, I'm going through this because uh, I, I think it's important, uh, this thing that, uh, that has been identified as the day the music died, because in a way it may have seemed to, and we need to know why. And it was, it was a relatively small community in the genre that uh, was creating uh, a, a teen or young people's culture in our society and creating a particular genre of music that was going to sell a lot of records. And it was a combination of, of country, gospel, rhythm and blues, race music, they called it some jazz, boogie-woogie, and things like that that were all coming together. Tomorrow night we're going to do a meditation on the, the life and career of Buddy Holly and of necessity the cricket. Uh, and we will also mention Richie Valens and J.P. Richardson, the big bopper, because this, this is the anniversary, will be the anniversary, uh, let's see, I think the 62nd anniversary, I believe, of the, the, the day the music died. And so we invite you to join us for that. Uh, tomorrow night, as we mentioned earlier, Bobby Dunn and Triangle of Triangle Car Care will be here to talk about servicing your automobile and some of the necessities of that, and some of the changes that are being made in automobiles on Wednesday night, Thursday night. A list of those who have died but deserve to be remembered, and we keep that list updated usually about once a month. Dr. Funkhauser, a former professor of communications at NC State, and an old radio guy himself, uh, will be here to. Uh, in fact, talk about uh, the, uh, the those who have died and have deserved to be remembered. That, in fact, is our program for tonight. I'm Tom Kearney, and I'll talk to you tomorrow night following the 9 o'clock news.